Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. Thanks for joining us today. Our guest is Dr. Adrian Battle, the director of Metro Nashville Public Schools. Welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here. Well, I know you have got to be extremely busy because Metro Nashville Public Schools has a lot of things going on, a lot of uh, juggling going on, but I appreciate you taking time to tell us what the latest is and where we are with Metro Nashville Public Schools. Absolutely. I'm so happy to. Um, We're in a place now in our school district where all of our students in pre-K through 12 Mm -hmm. who chose the in-person option are able to phase back into their classroom. So Mm -hmm. we've provided an in-person learning option for all MMPS students, again, for those who've chosen Mm -hmm. the in-person option. But we will continue to provide a virtual learning experience for those families who chose to remain virtual to the end of the school year. What does the in-person learning option look like? You know, it looks very different from in-person a year ago um, that our students might remember from um, prior to the pandemic. Yeah. You know, now in our in-person learning um, experience, we have to have strong uh, mitigation protocols to help reduce the spread of the virus. It requires of us to social distance our students to the greatest extent possible. Mm -hmm. Um, It looks a bit different in that all of our students are required to wear a mask Mm -hmm. um, every day to school. And we have stronger protocols um, in place throughout the day for students to um, practice safe hand washing, um, to be able to eat properly during lunchtime and in breakfast. And Mm -hmm. so we're really um, keeping our students at at the greatest um, distance possible so that they can be safe. And so their teachers can be safe as well as their families. As we're finding, you can communicate at six feet away. However, I see one pitfall is that they won't be able to pass notes back and forth like we did in school. (laughs) The, this, it is different. Yes, it is. It's, it's very different. And, and we try to staff our schools and provide for our schools materials so that students don't have to pass uh, materials back and forth, their textbooks. We're now a one-to-one technology district. So all of our students have um, a district-provided device um, available to them um, that they can use during the school day and at home because we're doing a lot of technology integration in the in-person learning experience as well. What does that mean? What kind of device? Yeah, so we've provided um, Dell devices to all of our students in MMPS. We've also um, been able to provide hotspots um, for connectivity to connect to the Internet at mm-hmm. home for our students who are learning virtually. Oh, wow. What is it that they have? Phones? They have um, laptop devices. Laptops. Everyone has a laptop. And hotspots so they can have access to the knowledge. That's correct. Oh, I love that. That makes me so happy. I know that that was in the works, but boy, didn't that have to ramp up quite a bit really rapidly? You're exactly right. And, you know, when we had to close our school buildings back in March, um, we were not equipped with a device for every student. Mm -mm. Um, The equity gap uh, with technology was definitely there. The divide definitely did exist for us, but we're very thankful um, to the mayor and to Metro Council, who stepped up immediately to provide mm-hmm. about $24 million in CARES Act funds, um, federal stimulus funds, to for us to purchase and to provide a device and connectivity to every MMPS student. How many kids are in Metro Nashville Public Schools? Um, total, we have um, over um, 80,000 students in MMPS between yeah. our traditional schools and our charter schools. I've heard the phrase tossed around COVID learning loss. Is that something that is a reality and how are we dealing with that well here's the reality the true reality is is that our students have faced a very unique and challenging school year yes they have proven to us time and time again that they're resilient Mm 
Um, so while they've learned for the majority of the school year at home, mm-hmm. our students have been growing, they've been learning, and they've been progressing. Um, and so the term that we use in MNPS is that we're measuring students' learning progress because we have enough data now um, that does demonstrate that our students have been growing and they have been lear- learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're really laser focused about now is the speed at which they're growing and learning and making sure that we have the proper instruction um, and interventions in place to make sure every student is accelerating um, their learning and meeting their academic goals at the end of the school year. Are there standardized tests that, for example, at the end of the school year, we'll be able to tell if they're all reaching the same goals or the goals individualized now that kids have been learning on their own? We're doing both. So we have um, established individual goals inside of our district for Mm -hmm. every student. So we've um, released projected growth for every student. Every student is made aware of that. We share that with the parents. Um, Our teachers are aware of students' individual growth. But we also use um, standardized assessments that will help um, further inform where our students are as we compare them to their peers, not only here in Nashville, across Tennessee, but across the country. And so um, our um, state has decided that we will um, be administering our teen ready assessments um, in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do the very best we can to make sure that our students are prepared and can truly demonstrate um, their learning progress with their standardized um, assessments. But in the meantime, here in MNPS, we're using our formative assessments or more frequent um, assessments um, during the school year to help inform instruction. And our talented educators and staff um, are creating their own assessments so that they are more informed about the adjustments and how they might need to adapt their lessons and their instructional delivery on a daily basis to make sure we're meeting the individual needs of every student because our commitment is that every MMPS student will be known. Um, and that means us having a clearer picture around where they are and what it's going to take to move them forward. Dr. Battle, I love the fact that you're you're focusing on progress, not using language that lets a student feel like, well, I've de- I've failed. I'm defeated. I might as well give up. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, our students are resilient. Yeah. Um, they're very bright. So they pay attention to the language we use. Yes. And at the end of the day, this is not a situation that they caused or contributed to. Yes. Uh, we, we don't want them to carry that that weight. I mean, yeah. this was a, um, a, a pandemic that was out of their control. Um, From the very beginning of this, I've shared with everyone, there's no playbook for this. It's something that we haven't experienced in our lifetime. And so it took all of us coming together um, as a school district, as a community um, here in Nashville to pull together and provide the very best experiences that we could Mm -hmm. um, for our students. And so I'm very thankful, um, not only to our MNPS staff, the mayor, Metro Council, our parents, um, who've stepped up and really um, adapted and and plugged in um, while our students were learning from home. Do you think that this has helped parents increase their skills and their knowledge and that overall this is going to help parents? Because I kind of feel that. I definitely think we're going to come out of this pandemic stronger than when we entered it, Um, meaning that I see the potential for even greater parental engagement, Mm -hmm. um, being much more in tune to what students are engaging in with their content on a daily basis, Um, you know, even leveraging and surfacing additional talents and strengths um, of their own student. Um, Also have an opportunity to better um, articulate and and, and, uh, partner with the school staff around challenges and opportunities um, for their students. And we welcome that. You mean the parents are because they're more engaged, they're able to tell you what they think is going on with their kid and 
talk yes. to you better about it. A lot of times parents were kind of disengaged before, and now it was forced engagement in many cases. You know, I think there was some forced engagement. Um, but again, I want to give our parents a lot of credit um, because I know all of our parents prepare their young people, their students, their beautiful students um, every day to come in to be the best them um, and to grow and learn. And so I think this pandemic has just brought us all closer together because communication was key. Understanding the individual needs of every student was very critical to us building out our plans. I mean, this is why we launched our navigator system here in MMPS. Uh, We have a navigator structure where, um, and it's one of its kind, it's something that's been um, nationally recognized that we're launching right here in MMPS in Nashville, where we've identified thousands, tens of thousands of employees who serve as a navigator or um, um, a mentor um, to smaller groups of students. And their charge has been to connect with their students frequently and to make sure we're helping them navigate this challenging time, meaning that we want to connect them with the right resources, the appropriate supports, understand where their challenges may be so that we can help break down any barriers to their success. Um, And so we're very proud of this work. And quite frankly, it's a structure that we've had in place to support for our students and families that we plan to continue even beyond the pandemic because it, it will take those types of communications and supports to be available to every student in order for us to realize our goals. So it seems like because we have been so focused now on making sure that every student gets what they need to succeed, it does feel like we're going to come out of this possibly stronger than before. Absolutely. This is about every student being known. And the reason we landed in the space of every student being known is having multiple conversations with our stakeholders, with our parents during this pandemic and trying to uncover what it was going to take as we were building this playbook out. It was really about parents wanting to know that we know their students, we know where they are, and we have a plan for how we're going to move them forward. Mm -hmm. And part of that was the development of um, one of our core tenants. We have four core tenants that we work um, and that that we work with and that helps drive our continuous improvement. And one of them is that we're focused on identifying and eliminating inequities. That means that no matter the age, grade, race, religion of the student, that we have the proper resources, that we have the proper programs available to our students when they need it. Um, And so we're really um, laser focused around eliminating those inequities. So when we talk about our students not having devices, some students did, some students didn't. Now Mm -hmm. every student has a device. Uh, We're providing additional interventions for our students based upon their needs. Every student has access to an intervention, but it might look different based upon where their student is on their learning progress um, journey towards success as we wrap up the school year. What would other barriers be like uh, language barriers or challenges in other ways? Uh, We've gone as far as providing additional social emotional learning supports for students, whether they be around trauma, whether they be around mental health supports, Mm -hmm. whether they be around counseling. Uh, We're varying our supports based upon those navigator conversations and what our teachers and our staff know about each student to make sure we're connecting them appropriately. So how would they get mental health, mental help, mental health help, for example? 
that's a great question. Now that we're in the in-person um, learning environments, the students who are learning in person will provide those be provided those supports in an in-person learning environment. Mm-hmm. But the great news is, is since we've been virtual, um, we've connected our mental health services through the virtual platform. So yeah. we're hosting one-to-one um, sessions with students, small group sessions um, as well, um, based upon the needs and based upon the comfort level um, of the students who are being served. That's great. I was wondering if there had been more mental health issues with isolation. I know one dad who's been reaching out to me because his kid wants to be in broadcasting. So he said his son tends to want to stay in his room, just isolates himself, and he doesn't want to go out. He just kind of stays online, just isolates himself. And I was wondering if there were more kids who were like that and how that need was being met. So some good news here and then um, some areas that we want to continue to focus in on. The good news here is that based upon our Navigators program and the connections with our students, again, every student being known, uh, we have seen an increase in what we call collaborative referrals for our students. So we're able to, even in this virtual environment or combination of the two now, we're able to identify needs very early on. Um, and connect them to the appropriate resources. Uh, Fortunately for us, we've not seen the uptick um, that has been more of a national conversation around um, student um, self-isolation or suicidal thoughts or actions. We've not seen the uptick there. Um, We contribute a lot of that to the relationships being built um, with, with our students and them knowing that we're here to support you regardless of where we are. But that doesn't mean we don't need to lose sight Um, of it because our students as they're phasing back into the in-person learning environment will be entering a new space they will be reconnecting with friends and with teachers and 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 reflecting on their time Mm -hmm. um, adjusting to this new normal um, if you will that we're all um, navigating right now and so we are preparing um, our staff and our resources that as students reflect and react um, to their transitions back in, that we might uncover some additional needs um, for our students. So we definitely want to be prepared for that. As we all know, right here in Nashville, prior to the pandemic, we faced a devastating tornado. Mm -hmm. Our students were out of school for a few days. The community stepped up in ways that we couldn't have ever imagined before it. Our students returned back to the building for about three days before we had to shut down for the rest of the school year. So we have students who were relocated Um, lost their homes, lost everything right before the pandemic started. And that matters. That has a that has an adverse effect on um, our students childhood experiences. And so we're um, acknowledging um, those experiences. And even if our students can't put their finger on it, we're um, creating conditions by which we can identify and get them um, hopefully more proactive help um, so that they can manage and continue to connect academically. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus, and our guest today is Dr. Adrian Battle, the director of Metro Nashville Public Schools. As the students go back to in-person learning, what about the issue of bullying? Has that kind of gone away because everybody was isolated, and how will that be addressed? You know, our kids definitely have learned um, the majority of the time from home, Mm -hmm. Um, and so we didn't see... Um, the natural or normal kind of bullying situations that would happen in person. We mm-hmm. definitely paid attention to cyberbullying and other things that um, can surface um, learning 
um, online. And so we've not lost focus in that area, making sure that we have proactive programs in place yeah. um, for our students. I mean, they will, you know, one of the, the things that we were preparing ourselves for was in social distancing and students having on masks, um, our kids are very social. And so they want to connect and they want to have their physical contact uh, with one another. And so even managing that in a, in a social distant um, space. But we know that this has been an issue that we've been plagued with for a long time. I mean, I'm a graduate of Metro National Public Schools, and I will tell you I, I seen it mm-hmm. um, as a student. Um, fortunately, I was a leader who would be willing to step in and support others and try to diffuse those situations, but that's not always the reality yes. for all of our students. And so uh, we will definitely continue to partner with all of our great partners, um, community partners, um, training our staff, um, our teachers to be able to identify that. I'm equipping our students with um, the right tr- trigger information and how to de-escalate um, situations and who to report situations to mm-hmm. um, as well. And so, you know, it has been quite a different year, and we've definitely seen a drastic decline in discipline incidents of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, with students phasing back in, we want to continue to make sure we've got the right conditions um, in place to keep everyone safe and to equip our students with the right skills to manage um, their um, feelings and their wants and desires. Dr. Battle, what about the teachers at Metro Nashville Public Schools? How has this been for them? I, I know at first all the technology and all the new, they had such a huge learning curve. Many of them did, had a big learning curve. You could kind of see that it's like their heads were about to explode. What about the teachers now? I will tell you, um, and I say this as often as I can, I couldn't be more proud of our educators um, and our staff and their willingness and their ability, um, given their talent, to adjust and adapt Mm -hmm. as quickly as they did. I mean, School districts generally are not built on um, a 100% virtual environment for every student. Our systems are not built um, that way. And it definitely required of um, our staff and myself to expand uh, my technology um, capacity and integration skills. Mm -hmm. And so um, a few just just thinking about conversations I've had with our uh, wonderful staff. I mean, they've acknowledged increased capacity um, during this time. What do you mean? Capacity in their learning Um, technology, their ability to motivate and engage students, their ability to deliver sound instructional um, lessons um, to meet the needs of our students. And um, never before have I received such positive feedback about family engagement and communication. That's great. Um, It's it's been a a positive that we want to continue on. But I will tell you, our Um, Employees have stepped up in so many ways without hesitation, doing whatever it takes to make sure our students have what they need and what they deserve. Do we still have as many educators working? We do. We do. This has, again, been a great year for us when it comes to the number of teacher vacancies we have and teacher turnover. Um, This is the lowest percentage of teacher vacancies that we've experienced in many, many years. They're like, I'm in. I'm still in. They're still in. They're still in. And it just it just shows um, the type of talent, the type of um, individuals and leaders all across this district that we're fortunate um, to have. And you're talking about 
remaining in a profession during a pandemic where we're, we're asking more and more of them and performing at a high level. And so, I mean, a huge kudos and thank you to our staff. I mean, our teachers, our paraprofessionals. We cannot forget our bus drivers who are safely transporting our kids um, during this pandemic to school and back home. They were so critical to us delivering devices and meals to students Mm -hmm. um, since back in March. Our nutrition services team hasn't stopped since since the tornado um, providing meals I mean we're providing meals and they're preparing them for um, uh, distribution that allow for three meals a day um, seven days a week that's something we've never never been able to um, accomplish in the past and our nutrition services team is stepping up and doing amazing things I mean I, I I I'm just so fortunate to work alongside um, such a great team. And um, because of their efforts, it has allowed us to not lose focus mm-hmm. um, of our students and addressing their needs now. So this has come a long way from uh, the lunch lady at school, some where you, you go through and you have a, a lunch at school to, you said three meals a day, seven days a week. Did we even do that d- during school when, when in-person learning was going on? We did not, and we're talking about it no cost to our families for every student. So they prepare the food Mm -hmm. and take it out on the buses, Mm -hmm. on the route that they would deliver, that they would pick up the kids and drop the kids off. That's what we were providing and dropping them off up until our students began to phase back in a few weeks ago. Now we provide the meals during the school day to students who are in person, Mm -hmm. and families um, who need access to continue meals can just drive or walk by the school, and they're there to um, provide a grab-and-go for those families. Wow. So we're, we're continuing to to adapt. I mean, we, we've seen the same um, kind of evolution with our t- technology support, um, enrollment support, and access support. We've launched virtual help centers all across um, the city where our families don't have to just wait on a phone call um, or on a line for somebody to help them. If need be, they can walk over to one of our school locations, drive over to one of our school locations, and we have a team set up um, and ready to support them in any way we can. I mean, really on demand. What would the needs be, for example? Yeah, sometimes um, technology is technology. So sometimes oh. there's technology, um, technical support that's needed. Um, sometimes it's around access to our student management platform. Um, all of our students sign on to a program called Schoology every day. Sometimes it's about enrollment. Um, sometimes we have new families who've just relocated or mm-hmm. um, they've moved to a new school. And so they can come there and we'll help them get enrolled. Sometimes it's about access to food. So not only are, are our nutrition services team providing meals um, during the day, our community achieves team is providing food boxes for families ah. um, to make sure that they have access. I mean, this year um, has really shown us the strength we have yeah. um, as a district and as a city because there are great needs out there and we want to do our part in any way we can um, to leverage the resources we have to support our students and families. If you're just joining us, this is Focus and our guest is Dr. Adrian Battle, the director of Metro Nashville Public Schools. So for everyone who said, I wish we would invest more in education, we're doing it. This is happening and we're we're seeing some really positive results. Absolutely. And again, um, that initial investment uh, via the mayor, mayor and Metro Council uh, really started to set us on a path for success. I mean, to be able to close the digital divide for our students is huge. It's yeah. something we've wanted for many, many years. We were quite surprised that we were able to do it so quickly, um, mm-hmm. given the circumstances. But we're able to and we're integrating and we're moving forward. And we're also fortunate for um, some of the federal um, stimulus 
um, dollars that have been passed down to our local educational agencies um, to make sure that we can provide for our students. What about uh, summer school, traditional summer school? How's that going to look this year? Traditional summer school um, is moving away. And uh, we are so proud that we're launching our very own MNPS Promising Scholars Learning Experience for the summer. This is the first time that we're entering into a space where we will be providing summer learning experiences that are robust, that are engaging and enrichment for all students, rising kindergartners through rising 12th graders um, over the summer. We're going to really focus in um, on the month of June, providing um, several weeks of learning experiences for our students in um, over 70 of our schools. Mm -hmm. Um, This summer, again, no cost. We'll be providing meals to all of our students. Uh, We will be sure that we have access to extended care opportunities for our families. Uh, We're going to be focusing on literacy and numeracy and STEAM um, integration, physical activity, experiential learning opportunities where students can go out and apply their skills or have um, experts come in. We're working on a program right now specific to our Promising Scholars where some of our high school students will be on college campuses and universities for their college, getting their college readiness skills um, ready to go to be prepared to transition. And most importantly, uh, we will be having some programs for our senior students to make sure that they're meeting their graduation requirements, that they can be counted as on-time graduates and have the proper knowledge, skills, Um, applications, things that they need to get submitted before they move on to their post-secondary opportunities Mm -hmm. and for those who are moving off into their careers given their industry certifications. Did you find there was something in your life and your educational experiences that helped you especially that when you see that Metro Nashville Public Schools is able to provide it, it just touches your heart? That's a very great question. Um, And one, uh, while asked differently, it's an area that I've been reflecting on um, as a director of schools. Um, So two things. Um, First and foremost, I am a product of Metro Nashville Public Schools. And when I think about uh, what it will be, what it will require of us to provide to all of our students, it's what I experienced as an MMPS student. I was fortunate to have great teachers who care for me all along the way. I didn't miss a beat. And um, I aspire to be an educator because of those teachers I experienced as a student. And so we, I want for our students to be provided that high-quality experience that I received plus more. I, I want that for you plus more. Of course, I graduated just a few years ago, <laughs> many, many years ago. Um, and so I want that for our students. And, you know, another quality experience that um, I do call upon and rely on, I um, had the pleasure of serving in many different capacities in MMPS. I, again, started out as a student, but I've served as a teacher. And one of the experiences in particular was um, my opportunity serving as the executive principal at one of our largest high schools in, in the district. And our team, and I want to be clear about that, our team was able to accomplish a lot on behalf of our students. Um, many, many recognitions to our school team for being able to close achievement gaps and provide quality academic and social emotional learning experiences for our students. And based upon that work, I am asked often, how were you all able to do it? What happened? Like, what, what was the secret sauce? And while there's not just one thing that's there, I mean, it takes a quality team, talent for sure. It takes having the right conditions in place, but we were relentless in knowing our students and individualizing pathways mm-hmm. wherever we could. We had high expectations for every student, 
but we recognize that their path to meeting those expectations might look a little bit different. And so our commitment was to to know them, to recognize their strengths, and being committed to providing um, the proper tools, the proper opportunities so that we can close opportunity gaps for them so they could succeed. And so I've taken that into this moment um, mm-hmm. of what it's going to take and um, somewhat of a crisis to get our students all that they deserve um, yeah. from us as a school district. I think that's what every child longs for is to be known, mm-hmm. for someone to know their strengths and to help them build those strengths is amazing. And I'm so proud to be part of a community where Metro Nashville Public Schools does that. Absolutely. And, you know, we we are on a journey. We are committed to continuous improvement. Yeah. And so um, I encourage um, all of our community, our parents, as you uncover things, as you hear things or see things, connect with us Mm -hmm. because we want to get this right. We're in pursuit of excellence in everything that we do, but that's a journey. It's going to take some continuous improvement. It's going to be some partnering. It's going to take us to rethink some things along the way. I mean, one of the initiatives we've launched is Metro Schools Reimagine, uh, where we're reimagining pathways for our students to make sure we're truly keeping them at the forefront and in mind um, of the experiences that they need in order to develop into the strong young people we know we want to develop. What do you mean pathways, reimagining pathways? Uh, We have a commitment that from the earliest years and days that our students enter Metro Nashville Public Schools, based upon their aspirations, based upon their interests, that from pre-K or kindergarten, wherever their entry point is, through high school, they have those connected interests and aspirations met. So if um, we have career days even with our pre-K and kindergarten students and you hear them say, I want to be a teacher, I want to be a doctor, I want to be an engineer, we want to make sure we're feeding those aspirations. Ah. We want to keep them motivated. We want to keep them engaged and connected. And we want them to also discover maybe that was one thing I thought I wanted to do, but here's something else yeah. that I'm also drawn to. And so we want to make sure we have those pathways of experiences that we're integrating uh, what they're interested in into their content, into their extended day opportunities so that they um, are motivated and that they recognize that we know them, we see them, we care for them um, all along the way. We don't want that joyful energy and excitement of going to elementary school to mm-hmm. go away. Yeah. I mean, we want our students to have the same excitement that first day they enter MPS all the way through middle school, all the way through high school, and then off into college um, career and into their lives. And so that's what that reimagining pathways um, are all about. And so we're making some adjustments along the way on how we're structuring our elementary schools, how our elementary and middle school team support one another, um, how we're engaging the community in those conversations to leverage all the wealth of talent, expertise, and resources we have Mm -hmm. right here in Nashville. Any final thoughts? Anything I've neglected to ask that you feel is important to add? Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of what I've talked about today in strategy and providing these navigators and virtual help centers and the technology integration, the professional development needed um, for our staff are all a part of the investments that we need to continue to um, make in our public schools. And so we're having uh, multiple budget community meetings, um, engaging everyone. I would encourage um, those who are listening and passing the word along to connect with us. 
we want to hear your thoughts. We want to know that uh, we're truly meeting the needs and our strategies so that we can move our students along in the way we all desire. And I believe Nashville wants the best um, for all of our students. Again, I'm grateful to the community for supporting our students and teachers during this time. We definitely could not do it um, alone. But now that we have our students back in in person, for those who chose it, I want to encourage the community to not let up. Continue to wear your mask, continue to social distance, continue to practice all those mitigation strategies because it matters um, to our ability to have our students in person. And we want to protect that for them and give them the best experiences as we're moving forward. Thank you so much. Dr. Adrian Battle, the director of Metro Nashville Public Schools. We'll put some links and more information on our Focus Facebook page. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.